This episode of the University of Pleasure is brought to you by Choke Coffee. That's right, University of Pleasure fans. This is our first official sponsor, and we are thrilled to be partnering with Choke Coffee. Now, you're asking yourselves, Choke, this is a sex podcast. What are we talking about here? Well, it's not the kind of choke that you would think we would be talking about in the University of Pleasure. It actually has to do with jujitsu. And I am sure they actually make those sounds. This is fuel for grappling, folks. And I happen to be an expert on jujitsu. Why, you ask? Because I took three years of Olympic karate in the elementary school days. And of course, I watched the UFC. So I am one step from a ninja. Nobody challenge me, especially after I have a cup of hot choke coffee. So check out chokecoffeeco.com. Again, that website is chokecoffeeco.com for all things jujitsu choke coffee. Clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, it is officially fall. It's time for sweaters. It's time for the leaves to change. And now you're in New York City and you can walk through Central Park and watch the leaves change there next to the people who are probably doing drugs and drunk next to the rocks. It's a joyful experience. I'm so excited (laughs) you're going to be here for it. I've not yet. I mean, it's mostly just been rainy, wet trash near me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we're back, folks. So we're here. We're ready for fall. We've got a classic episode for you today. Although I do have a bone to pick with the doc because while she was uh, having a great weekend and everything, um, my dear and close family friend, Laura Rademacher, was in town and you did not call and just say, we, hey, um, Jeremiah, separately. say hi to Laura Rademacher. We texted you and asked if you wanted to record. And no, you, said you, you were busy. No, you, on the day of recording, when I had things going on, the you would have. The night before. The night before. No, no it was the day of. <laughs> it was tired of your lies. Anyway, the point is, didn't even get to say hello. I didn't get to listen to the sultry tones of Laura Rademacher. She's got, by the way, the greatest voice. It is She's the most voice. calming voice in the world. But... Announcements about announcements. She did record an episode of Sex Therapist Shoot the Shit with you, right? We did. We did. It was fun. It was super fun. We're getting it going again. We had to take our hiatus for the move and other stuff. So, But you're back. You're in it. But we're back. We're back. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to let all of our millions of fans all over the world know that uh, they recorded that episode and did not invite me yet again. Because and you it's are fine. not a sex therapist. No, you but I, I kind of am. I kind of am. Like, after four years of doing this, I kind of am. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. why can't why can't I? Why you got to be an elitist? Like, I, you know, I am a, it's gu- a fair I'm question. an anal guru. Like, I can come in. We could talk about just a whole sex therapist, shoot the shit about that, and my perception of anal guruship. You know what I mean? Like, why why do I have to be excluded? I don't, I'm, I think, you know, we have something happening on this podcast and I just, I wouldn't want to ruin that by bringing it into another podcast. Wow, you so couldn't even just... finish. You couldn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> me. You couldn't even finish it. Jeez. Oh. Louise. All right. Well, listen, don't forget to check out the Amy book. It's out there. You can download it and listen to the audiobook by uh, myself and Autumn Karen. And of course the audiobook by... Kelly Dorney, which was produced and directed by me and the University of Pleasure. And uh, we got some exciting stuff coming up towards the end of the year. And I got to tell you, so, so proud. In four years, 
four years of working on the university of Almost, pleasure. like three and a half. <laughs> yes, you know three what's coming. You know what's coming right now. It took three and a half years to get the doc to do a quick reel, a little TikTok video. How many hours did it take you to do that minute and a half? Be real with our people. Be real. You don't even want to know. I would like everyone to know I have a, a three-minute version that's much better, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to cut it. So then I just had to re-record 18 times. <laughs> 18, that's subtle. I'm going to, Laura Rademacher, actually, our sex therapist shoot the shit episode was about trying to transition over to like, you should listen to it if you haven't yet, Jeremiah, mm -hmm. is about uh, like trying to be, uh, professional providers and use social media, but also like navigating it as sex therapists because there's a lot of like shadow banning and all sorts of things around like what you can and can't say. That's that right, which is why you right. should have me on because I can say right. anything. No, it's the words that you use. Okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the algorithms don't care about your degrees. <laughs> they care about what's coming out of your mouth. Okay, uh, okay. But, but we were talking about how we want to start a... a like a, I don't know, a separate thing that's just our starts and stops with me being like, hi, I'm right. Oh, shit. <laughs> like just because uh, I got about 1000 of those videos on my phone for just one singular video. So uh, don't worry. Doc. And then and then, by the way, I was expecting like lots of positive reinforcement, which Jeremiah gave me some. But then it was get it shorter, Doc. Get it shorter. Get it tighter. <laughs> Oh my God, up, the Doc. lies, the <laughs> lies, the lies. I literally like you. I, okay, I want to, I'm, I'm going to read these texts. I'm reading them off of our text thread right now. Do you want me to she's read? Saying, one second. She's if you not do saying. That, if you want, one she, second. If you want to do that, do you want me to go back and read the text I sent you the night before that Laura Rademacher was in town? Do we want to go, do we want to do that's this? That's not the point. I'm trying to make a different point. <laughs> do we want to read it? We this should be really is careful a with this positive game. reinforcement. Positive that's, reinforcement. I'm talking about earlier today, not your texts. It what? Really? Oh, now you're trying to switch it up. You just said you didn't get a lot of positive reinforcement no, about the video. No, I said I did today. Today you were very positively reinforcing. I was on the I, text when I saw it. He gave me a classic. Everybody, he gave me a classic sandwich sandwich critique. Right, a sandwich critique is where you do a positive reinforcement, and then you give somebody a piece of critical feedback. That's not and a then thing. You give them, and then you give them another <laughs> positive reinforcement. Read your text, Jeremiah. That's not a read thing. Me that, read the me that sandwich. sandwich. This is you made that up. I did not make that up. Read that sandwich for me, man. I said you did a great, great fucking job. Think Second about trying text. to do thirty-second blurbs or shorter as well, and I'll start doing some with you, and we'll be silly. But this is fucking awesome work. Sandwich critique. <laughs> Whatever. This is such bullshit. <laughs> Sandwich critique. Uh, there was no critique. I was thrilled. And I will tell you all, I was thrilled that she did it. This took three and a half years. I was over the moon. And I'm very proud of her because I know she's a perfectionist and it takes her a little bit of time. And so, therefore... Also, it breaks my brain. Everyone that has listened to this podcast, this podcast, someone gives me an hour to talk. That is a much better format <laughs> for how my mind works than 15 seconds oh my goodness oh my goodness well she did it we're gonna do more and i'm excited and i'm gonna keep trying and i am <clears throat> my goal jeremiah for the new year which is not yet but like the new like sort of uh we'll say the academic year sure. is yes. to have a more positive attitude so i'm i'm gonna actively be working on it well you all heard it here folks <laughs> <laughs> It is my goal. I'm not saying goal. in any way, shape, or form it's not within reach or that that might not happen. But I would like all our millions of fans to know that you heard it on this episode today. So let's not forget, as a team, how about that, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> the doc uh, is going to be more positive in the new year. I'm excited. About I, I just said about working on videos. I didn't say about other things. I want to be very clear. We've clarified it now. It's been clarified. I want to be very specific about that. You, When you say goals, they should be specific and clear and intentional. I respect <laughs> so. you and I respect it. Thank you for explaining further.
<laughs> All right, so let's get to our episode today. I really like this title. And literally, my wife just got home from the cottage today, and she was like, it's fall. It's my favorite time of year. And it's both of our favorite time of year. I love fall. And this kind of goes into that right now. So let's do it. Pumpkin lattes, cozy sweaters, and sour mood. Surviving the seasonal shift. All right. That was good today. That was you gave it all. You I, gave it all your ooh. voice heat. There. Did you not feel? I was like, I'm in the pocket. I feel tight. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> it was good. Thank it you. Was good. Thank you. Is there going to be a criticism and then another positive reinforcement? So you're going to sandwich it like I sandwiched it? Is there, that's by the way. Well, there's is no, that really there's a thing. No, is that yeah. even really a thing? Yeah. Oh my God, that is not a thing. I'm looking it up. I'm going to look it up later. Not right now. But later. Anyway, the point is... It's kind of like when you buy condoms and then you put something in front of them on the belt and then you put something behind them on the belt, right? When you try to pad <laughs> your condom purchase or like lubricant or... You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I'm with you. Okay, fine. You're, pa you're, padding, you're padding the purchase. I didn't think I was doing any type of specialty other than uh, was just trying to be complimentary and be like, yes, and this is great and we're going to do more. But that's not the point. We don't need to keep talking about <laughs> this. Anyway... <laughs> So what are we talking about here today? Pumpkin lattes, cozy sweaters, and a sour mood surviving the seasonal shift, Doc. Hit me. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a time a lot of people love fall. Some people don't love fall as much, but a lot of people do love fall. It's My favorite season is uh, spring and summer. Those are my favorite seasons. But mm -hmm. there are plenty of people that like fall. However, this is a time of year for some that they might start noticing their mood drop. Okay. And then there's lots of other folks that absolutely start seeing it drop more in winter. All right. Uh, and so it's maybe not as relevant as a conversation for people in like, I don't know, San Diego. Because it stays so sunny all year. I mean, here's yeah, the there's thing. Not the I lived in Southern California for 10 years and I was in uh, the South Bay area down in Los Angeles. And it really is not a thing there. You see why those people are just so grotesquely happy all the time. Because and like, fit. You know, and, fit. and fit. Because the sun is shining. The worst, it's like, you know, it maybe rains 30 days out of the year <laughs> in total. And the rest of it is like, it'll be partly cloudy this morning at 9 a.m. It'll burn off by 10.30 and it will be perfect all day <laughs> long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, uh, so it's, it's kind of more seasonally, like it's more relevant maybe for some people in certain kind of geographical areas comparative to others. But I don't know, Jeremiah, do you feel like you, do you notice that for you at all? Like that there's like a drop in energy. Some, for some people, it's not necessarily, like when I say mood, I mean mood symptoms. Sometimes it's just energy levels or motivation doesn't necessarily always have to need to be something super severe. Yeah, you know, what I notice in me is I get my mood, I can get more antsy because I don't like being stuck inside. I like being outside. And when the weather gets a little dreary, I, I can feel that shift of like, the sun isn't shining today. You know, I'm not as motivated as I am if I see the sun is out. And then, you know, now knowing that I can't really go outside because it's just pissing down rain and miserable, you know, that it really, it, it, I know, I personally notice, even though it is my favorite time of the year, because there's that like dichotomy of like, you know, when the sun is out, but it's like 55 degrees and you can wear a sweater and like all of the, like, I love all of that until it gets dreary. And then when it gets really dreary, I really notice that it's like, uh, I guess I, I guess I'll get off the couch today. I don't. Hmm. Yeah, and like it gets dark at like four thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you though, the worst for me was when I was living in London. That was I didn't realize that. I mean, I did zero research when I moved there, so I didn't know like what the seasons were like. I mean, as I normally do, I don't believe mm. in research. It, it, you want to talk about my brain? <laughs> so helpful from uh, educationally. Well, that's why we have you. <laughs> You're the research person. So, <laughs> but I remember like getting there and like. You know, I was doing a show and I would finish the show and I'd sleep in when you're doing a big show, right? And then, like, I'd wake up around noon, 1230-ish, you know, so I'd rest my voice, all that stuff. And then by, like, 245, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's getting dark because oh, it's just, yeah, tough. it gets dark by, like, 330 in the afternoon. It is, like, dark, dark, you know? And so, like, I would have, like, two and a half hours of daylight. <laughs> 
<laughs> from the time that... I woke up. And I'll tell you, that did put me through my paces. Like that was that was really really rough. But yes, I feel you, and I think it is something that many people experience in the seasons change. Right. Well, and you know, like what's anything that impacts mood has the potential to also impede like like anything that impacts mood uh motivational struggles are common struggles and like so like you think of like sets of mood symptoms right like so if you think of something like more classic like depression which is a mood disorder so that's more on the maybe severe end of the spectrum but like with depression like the normal symptom set are going to people be like i feel in kind of a down mood but that's typically going to pair with like reduced motivation loss of pleasure uh low energy fatigue sort of symptoms right so Mood symptoms are often kind of also surrounding things like motivation and energy levels, which I will say, uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how sexual drive is just sexual motivation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for some, not all, if your general motivational levels are reducing, you can expect. And if your sex drive seems to be kind of something that pairs along with those things, you can also expect that your sex drive might drop. Mm-hmm. as well yeah. right so yeah. if and that's not for everybody for some people they're like oh my mood is low sex would help me feel better right, right. Like that's the right. way that they kind of engage with it but then there's a really also very large chunk of people that it's like my motivation and mood is low my sex drive is low along with it Got so it. like things that impact mood are often going to be very uh relevant also to just like sexual drive and sexual functioning which is why it is Beyond just that we care about people's overall mental health here because, you know, good sex happens in context. Yes, in it context does. Of mental yes, health. it does. Um, the other thing, too, is like a lot of times mood is going to have direct links as well to sexual functioning. Sure, so sure. with that said, that's why I wanted to talk about it now because this is the time of year where people's mood levels, if they have a propensity to drop, might start dropping. And it's always better to do things when they begin or might begin soon versus waiting till they're super bad and you have no motivation. Right, right, right. (laughs) 100%. Let's get in front of it. uh, Yeah. So I thought that it might be a good time to talk about just kind of this topic and maybe some ideas that things that people might be able to do. Um, You know, there is what's interesting is there actually is quite a bit of debate on the idea of like seasonal affective disorder and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. because some people, some people experience pretty pretty severe to market differences oh yes in oh yes right. i don't doubt that and, for a second yeah and i think what's kind of like as a psychologist right like there's always been some debate people call it like sad seasonal affective disorder right mm-hmm. like there's always been just a, some debate like is that real or is that not real and then there's studies that have, i think there's a recent one and please nobody quote me on this but because i have a vague recollection but um like you know that it's not necessarily like is is it the light that actually impacts people's moods or is it more of how the lack of light impacts their behavior? Mm-hmm. And that study I think was talking more about, it might be more about how it impacts people beha- people's behavior. Sure. But to sure. me, it's neither here nor there. All I know is that I've been working in this field for a very long time and I have always worked in places with seasons and I was working in Minnesota, which is real Ooh, big. That, that one, I got, well, so, you know, <laughs> listen, I've been there in the wintertime. That, I mean, that's a thing like that. I mean, they have gerbil trails like from building to building. So you never have to go outdoors. Like, oh, you mean the sky, skyways? Yeah. <laughs> gerbil trails. You know what I mean? They're like little, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like they, they, like from one building to another, they look like little gerbil trails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I guess I never thought of them that way, but yeah, they're a <laughs> human, <laughs> their skyway yes. system, but, but like in all the places I lived in Minnesota being one of them with really severe seasonal shifts, right? Like in really market seasonal shifts, like, like clockwork. I mean, I've worked for over a decade in this field of coming up on like 14 years Every single year, predictably, people's moods would start to drop. Mm-hmm. And some people, beginning of fall, some people really love fall. But a lot of people, absolutely, when you start to get past, I would say, like, like as a as a mental health worker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would always be, like, girding the loins after uh, Halloween. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, right. okay, <laughs> this is... This is the time of year when people's moods just start to drop. And I think that that has to do with a lot of contributing variables, right? Right. So for some people, when the seasons change, like their activity level goes way down. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're kind of animals. So some of us tend to hibernate. Kind of. More. 
than others. I'm one of them. I'm yeah. more of a hibernator. Are you? You, you are mm-hmm. more of a hibernator? I mean, I'm pretty social and I work a lot, but I definitely, when it gets dark, I'm less apt to be like, let's go outside. <laughs> like, who cares how cold it is? You know. Yeah, I am not uh, a hibernator per se. I still like try to force myself to go out, even if it's like miserable. I, 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 I get too, I get cabin fever real quick and I need to. I, <clears throat> I have gotten better at that, what you're describing, like, because covid and then so the pandemic i was starting to like lose my mind a little bit i was just starting like a lot of people and so i was in minneapolis at the time and it was very very cold but i was like all right let me get this north face jack i mean i was like going outside and like you know 20 below wind chill and still trying to take a walk around the block at Mm -hmm. least to be like i'm gonna I'm going to lose it, which separately will be one of the tips later we talk about, which is you do need to go outside. You need to go outside. <laughs> you, even if it's not the nicest weather, you should probably go outside. Yes. Even if it's standing on your porch, just literally going outside can make a big difference. Um, but the other reasons that things can change is, so obviously we're going outside less. We become, sometimes we can become less physically active. Like a lot of people do like summer sports or like summer activities mm-hmm. and they run and they do other things outside. And then when winter hits, it's like, man, I don't like the gym or, you know what I mean? Like it right. just becomes easier to not do those things. People's diets also, we, people don't often think about that, but our diets also change a lot, you know, because as we move into winter months, there's more, a couple things. One, sometimes there's less like, you're not going to as many farmer's markets and picking up all your fruits and vegetables, right? Like, and there's more like holiday parties and stuff where you're just eating more. Yeah, shit. like, you know, a know. lot of cookies, <laughs> a lot of cakes, you know, it gets into that, you know, then of course there's, you know, the uh, Thanksgiving seasons, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, as, you know, and then, of course, you know, when you're indoors more. And then, look, if you're a, like a sports fan and it's like yep, chicken yep. wings and, you know, like there's a lot of the bad food starts rolling in. Summertime, we like to be a little bit more snatched. Yeah, I mean, you're outside. It's barbecue. You know, like people people are maybe doing physical things at gatherings, but mm-hmm. oftentimes as it gets cold, the thing to do at gatherings is to consume. Yep. <laughs> so yep. people might consume more food, they might consume more alcohol, you know, and it really depends on the person and sort of their practices. But um, also separately, I didn't say it, I think a lot of people are aware, but like it, you get vitamin D when you're out. Yes, yeah, so you get vitamin D from the sunshine. Like, and it and like it impacts, Superman. vitamin D impacts mood yes. pretty and energy levels. And so people's vitamin D levels often drop. Separately, if you've never been to a, if you have really low mood in the winter, even fall months, and if you've never had your vitamin D levels checked, you might want to check it out. A lot more people are vitamin D deficient than they think. Okay. So, All right. Little known fact. Check out the vitamin D. I am not D. an MD. I am not an MD. Go talk to one. They can tell you much more than I can. Um, So the other thing is that why do people's moods drop? (laughs) Like, again, could be the weather, could be the light, but school starts. Yeah. (laughs) And with school, especially for those folks that are listening that have children, with that comes, you know, I think kids being off for the summer can have its own set of stressors, but Mm -hmm. the school year is often much busier. People, like maybe time that they have, yeah, you got I don't fall know. sports, you got to throw everybody, you know, you got this practice, that practice, you got all this kind right. of stuff as a family, you got a lot of things going on. And it and it really starts to cut into time, and there's where that, like, light piece comes in, too, to your point. You go to work, you bring your children, if you have children, wherever you're going to go, you get home, you have dinner, and, like, where where was your time to be in the light? <laughs> it's yes. just dark. Yes. <laughs> like, and so it's just it starts to really like I think cut people's like sense of time like you were talking about like you didn't have in London you're in London yeah, yeah right yeah. so you said you didn't have any less time in the day right but that lack of sun did it make it feel like you're that you had less time yes it made you feel like your day was over as soon as like it hit it was like you know you're losing time like you're behind the eight ball like I'm you know it was brutal Right. And that's psychological, right? Like there is a psychological sense when that go, it create, I mean, your time was the same. You still had 24 hours, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you still had it. It just makes it feel different. It makes right. our experience of time different. And that's part of what messes kind of messes with our minds a little bit. Uh, the other big thing around the holiday or like the other big thing, like, and I think sometimes we all know that the holidays are stressful, yeah. but like, I think sometimes we don't really like look at 
the preparations for the holidays, like negotiating where you're going to go, deciding if you're going to do that. Sometimes there can be a lot of um, conflict yeah. around. Yes. What's... Well, because we know the family's happening, you know, and that can be stressful. I know for me, like going to see my family, that's <clears throat> not a vacation. Like I, I love my mom and dad and, and everybody, but that's not vacation. Like to me, that's like... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of effort, right? right. Vacation to me is being on a beach and like, you know, like at Christmas time, I'm laying on a beach in Morocco or something like that with no time obligations. I agree. I think that's more of a vacation. I think part of the like build up, people can start to have also some anticipatory anxiety related to the holidays. And the, like, like I said, like it's sort of like in my world, post Halloween, it's on. Right, <laughs> like, right, 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 right. All of the stressors. The weather's worse. There's more stuff to do. Like sometimes people, depending on their company, there might be like end of the year sort of pushes. Mm -hmm. And then you have this additional factor of like people starting to anticipate the holidays. And for some people, some people love the holidays. And for some people, they have really complicated family scenarios. And maybe they have complicated in-law scenarios. And oh, more than ever, political concerns yeah. that people are navigating. Yeah. Yeah. around the holidays, which is very unfortunate, but real. Yes, and so it is. And again, we're not a political podcast. We don't care about your affiliation. But either way, however you look at it, it's not an easy thing. You know, if you disagree with your crazy uncle or you know whatever, <laughs> and you know he's going to drink a couple of glasses of Maker's Mark, it's not a fun <laughs> thing to look forward to. A couple. <laughs> Wait, a lot of people have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like a lot of people have uncles that drink more than a couple of bakers, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. So like all of those things, it's just kind of like uh, death by a tiny thousand cuts, right? Yes, like I think yes. that there's just a lot of like stressors that accumulate. And as a result, even if people are like, oh, the light doesn't really impact me. It's just, there's a lot. And mm -hmm. those things start to impact and drain uh, energy levels, which in turn, right? Like I think in gen, like that just, doesn't feel good. So we, I, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about maybe some things that people can think about that can help them try to preserve their mood as best as possible. Which will also that. help with better sex. Yes, it will. Because, um, again, some people really lean into sex when they're having a hard time and they're low on energy. Mm -hmm. That's me, baby. Mm. I'm all about it. If I'm yep. low on energy and I'm bummed out, Give me a little love. I'll be the happiest guy for 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then for other people, the idea of sex stops think it stops feeling like something fun to do and starts feeling like one more thing they have to do. Okay. Yeah. All Which right. is a bummer and can really also like create like sometimes internal struggles as well as relational struggles. So, All right. Well, I just, think this is I, a good place to take a break. For you, for you, Jeremiah, I did a list of what do you like to call them? Trip, tricks and tips. <laughs> wow. Four years. Four years. <laughs> tricks and tips. <laughs> tricks and tips. Here we go. So before we do that, we're going to take a break. And it's going to be our sponsor, Choke Coffee. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial, folks, because it's a word from our sponsor, and our sponsor is Choke Coffee. That's right, folks, our first sponsor, and this is our first in-between commercial break for ChokeCoffeeCode.com. Choke Coffee is submission fuel for the grappling enthusiast. It's all about jujitsu, baby, and I, Jeremiah James, your old pal, is a jujitsu champion in my own mind. That's right. In my own mind, and I love drinking a little White Belt Tears, a breakfast blend super smooth with hints of vanilla, and it's the best seller at ChokeCoffeeCo.com. So go to ChokeCoffeeCo.com. It is for the grappling enthusiasts. Hoo-ha-hee, ChokeCoffeeCo.com. And it's like we classic are back. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the doc is still busting on me about my compliment <laughs> sandwich. I don't believe it's a real thing. <laughs> okay. Lessons are learned, folks. Lessons are learned. We're back. And See, this doc... is what happens. This is what happens when 
you push on a psychologist too much, right? They'll like, if you give one too much grief, they'll be like, okay, you want to go? All right, let's you wanna go. go. You want to go, bro? <laughs> Here's a couple of things you said that are absolute triggers. <laughs> not, not triggers. You'd be like, you want some of my observations? Here you go. Here Here's you go, some son. My... <laughs> Here's some observations as to how you handle things. <laughs> Boy, am I lucky, folks. Oh, I'm so lucky. <laughs> All right, well, we are back, and the doc is going to give some tips and tricks as to how to navigate the difficulties of when our moods shift, when the seasons change. So hit us, doc. Give us some tips. Give us some tricks. Okay, so the first one, and actually earlier uh, in the podcast, Jeremiah, you kind of referenced it in certain ways, which is I think the first thing people have to do is like actually identify that their mood is impacted this time of year. (laughs) Mm-hmm. because a lot of people sort of just, I don't know, a lot of us, and I'm, this is, I mean, I think a lot of us do it. We just kind of like put our head down and keep marching through. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you don't have any awareness that this time of year is a hard time of year or can be a harder time of year for you, mm-hmm. then you're not going to have, we have zero motivation to change something we aren't aware of. Right. Yep. So there's yep. no motivation yep. to like, try to do something different or make a different effort. If we first don't engage in like just even a moderate amount of self-awareness and go like, does my mood get worse this time of year? Sometimes it's, sometimes it's really because because I'll act, like I do a lot of couples therapy, right? And so when I do intakes, I'll like ask people like, okay, what do you notice about this? And then I might ask and like, it's really funny. Like a lot of times I'll be like, I'll ask one person something about like, do you feel like you're like, so for instance, be like, do you feel like you struggle with anxiety? And they're like, um, and then their partner's sitting next to them just like, yeah, yes. like nodding. Huge like, nods, <laughs> huge mega so, nodding. Right, like, so it's like sometimes our partner Partners have sometimes a more of an external awareness of something. So uh-huh. if, you know, provided it feels appropriate, it might be useful to, if you're like, I don't know, do I ask some people around you, ask your kids, ask your partner, right? Ask a friend and be like, do you notice, does my, do I seem crabbier? Do I seem lower? <laughs> do I seem less engaged with life this right. time of year? Right. And again, I say that because it's really normative for a lot of people to notice that drop. So I'm not even necessarily saying like, am I struggling with some like deep clinical issue? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, Somebody yep. might be struggling with it to a more severe degree. But I think even, I think more often than not, if something's like going to be at a more severe level, you probably will already have awareness because it would be hard to ignore. Right. And it'd be pretty difficult. Sometimes it's that stuff in the mild to moderate range that we struggle to have insight into. So um, I think the second step, right? Like, so again, you just need to know if it's happening or not. Right. But this part is- Which, by the way, can be a difficult conversation to have. So just, you know, make sure you're having it from a place of kindness and love. Yeah. If if you like if your partner ever asks you, like, do you think my mood drops this time of year? Yes. <laughs> Be thoughtful about you. It, yeah, I think I noticed that versus like, yeah, you're you're a total beast in the you know what I mean? Like be thoughtful about how you give that feedback, I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so okay. Um one of the big things that I would say, and this is something that makes you know, it is a lot of everything that I'm going to say is much easier said than done. So as you hear me saying it, some of it might be like, no shit, Sherlock. But <laughs> it doesn't mean that maybe aspirationally thinking if you could even do a couple of these things, right? Uh, they might be useful. So a lot of times, um, what's going to be most effective is to start working on making changes before you think you need them. And this is a hard thing to do because I do this too. We often wait until there's a problem mm-hmm, to start mm-hmm. to intervene, but what's going to be much more effective is sort of predicting. That's mm-hmm. why that whole, like reflecting on this question, like, do I have a hard time this time of year? There's power in that, right? There's power in that awareness because what that awareness can do for you is allow you to start taking more preventative action, right? right. So, you know, if you know that winter is a terrible time for you, what you would probably actually want to start doing is late summer, early fall, if there's certain changes you know you want to make. So let's say somebody's like, I know that every summer I really look forward to softball and it gets me out of the house and I get to socialize and I get to meet people and it really puts me in a good place and I love it, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. being a little thoughtful and thinking forward a little bit and going, okay, so what is something that is analogous to that, that I could start doing in winter, right? Rather yeah. than waiting for, 
I'm so bummed. <laughs> I should think of something to do. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's, right. it's, uh, it's often when we're at like our lowest that we feel that like I need to do something different. But the problem is, is now we don't have any of the energy in our pocket that we need to like get up and do it. So like, if you know, like, all right, my mood does drop or like, I just generally think I have a harder time late summer, even though it's not pressing would actually be the best time to go well, do I want to join a kickball league? Or maybe I want to join a bowling league. Let me start looking now. Yes. Does that now, make sense? Before, yeah, preemptive. Preemptive yeah. research so you you don't get stuck in the rut and have to try to dig your way out. Yes. And I think that that's kind of like one of like, that's a, it's an easy thing to tell people to do. It's always a tough sell because people are like, well, I'm having fun now. Right, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm the, mm -hmm. and I'm always the bummer that's like, but you might not always be. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. So while you're in a better place, your motivational levels and energy levels are going to be not only at a better place to like maybe do research or think about something new. Like I will say psychologically, we're much less, we're much less rigid when we're in a better mood place, right? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. we're much more willing to go, yeah, I could try that. That'd be something cool. Mm -hmm. If you hit somebody at their lowest mood level and you're like, what about bullying? No. <laughs> you know, like, you get, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? No, of course. Like, it, it, listen, when I get into that place, you know, I know that like I can just, I'll, I'll turn down a hundred things. Nothing seems interesting. Like when you're already there, it's like, eh, you know, but what about this? Eh. And you kind of just mm -hmm. keep doing that. And then you just stay in the rut. And then if the weather doesn't change. You kind of stay stuck there, right? Because then you're not motivated to get back up. Oh, the sun came out. I should go outside today. And that's an easier thing to do because there's there's the sunshine. And I might go outside for a few minutes, even though it might be snowing or whatever, you know. Uh, but if you're, if you're doing it preemptively, what you're thinking about possibly like, uh, what's going to happen this winter? Like, what's my schedule going to be like? If you are forward thinking... And start going, yeah, maybe I'm this year because last year I was really struggling. I've had a really good, honest conversation with my partner. And they're like, yeah, you, whew, you know, November rolls around and, you know, October eh, it starts to get a little bit difficult, you know, for you. Then preemptively think about what you might want to do. Like she said, kickball leagues, indoor volleyball you know, it doesn't even have to be a sport per se. Like, I'm no, going to take be a book it could class, be, a book club. It could club. be a book club. It could be a stitch and bitch, right? Yep. Like, there's lots of, I mean, if people haven't ever been on, I mean, free ad, I guess. If anyone, people haven't ever been on meetup.com. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you live in a more rural area, then you might have to look sort of differently. Yes. But if you're yes. in a more populous area, like mm -hmm. meetup.com, which I always think sounds like a sex hookup site, which it I'm totally sure someone does. Sees which I'm sure somebody's used it for is actually typically about meetup groups, right? Mm -hmm. Which are usually interest groups. There's always like, there's eight, do you like board games? There's 8 million board game groups right? always, or like, you know, so it doesn't have to be sports or some type of physical activity. It mm -hmm. could be anything. Mm -hmm. And as sometimes like, uh, something that I think is always really tricky is I think one of the things that I understand people get very, very attached to things that they love. Right. Yep. But we can become inflexible with our interests at times. Right. And just very easily say no to a thing. True. And so sometimes like a conversation that can be easily had, which is like, Hey, well, what about this? No. What about this? No. What about this? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there does have to be a willingness to be flexible and to try yes. some new things. Right. Because it's kind of like, well, if you want to see a change in maybe those fall and winter months, if you're someone that has a lower mood set, you probably are going to have to like get outside of what I would call maybe like if you know that you might struggle with rigid thinking around like, well, I only love this kind of thing. Right. Like, so for instance, if it's like, well, I don't like bowling as much as softball. I get it. But you got to make it work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? You got to yes. make do, you got to make do with what you can. Yes. So like getting out of like, I guess I would say getting out of a black and white mindset mm -hmm. and trying to think more in the gray of like, all right, this isn't quite my ideal, but I can, I bet you it would be more fun than just sitting and watching Netflix and then feeling kind of sad because I sat and watched Netflix for five hours right? and I would have rather been doing something social. Mm -hmm. um, I think that all of us, maybe not all of us, but many of us learned in uh, 
the COVID lockdowns that isolation is a surefire way to really drop that mood, yeah. drop it like a brick. Oh my gosh. I mean, really even, fast. you know, even being with your partner and whatnot in the house at the time, I mean, you know, we're social creatures. We still need to go out. We need to interact. We need to see other humans. Like it's, it's, you know, definitely not conducive for mental health, you know, to be isolated away from friends. Right. So setting up because of that, I think, and like just the realities of adult life, like setting up things that are, I know that we all love spontaneity. We talk about it with sex all the time. Everyone loves spontaneous sex. No one likes things with a plan, mm -hmm. but as an adult, if things aren't planned, they often don't happen. Right. So thinking about setting up the reason that I like, like game board night or a soft or not a softball, like kickball league or bowling league, or I don't really care. Uh, Things that happen on a schedule, like they're regular, they're once a week or yeah. like once yeah. every two weeks, those things are incredibly helpful because you don't have to really keep planning for them. So you just have to keep showing up, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to like keep creating interest. It has a social element. It has something that you're interested in doing. So sometimes even those those things kind of seem like wah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. setting, yeah. setting things up on a schedule probably is going to be more helpful because there's... I think I like some of the team related stuff well, because there are people that are relying on you to show up for sure. For because sure. sometimes we have no motivation to show up for a thing, but we get there and we're yeah, super easily we easy. To, it's so easy to cancel. Like, you know, if, <laughs> if you, if nobody's relying on you to actually be there, it's really easy to be like, yeah, I just don't want to go have that coffee with that one person. Like, you know, they'll be, you know, fine if I cancel, they've canceled before. But like, if you're a part of a team activity or like, you know, you've paid for the pottery classes in advance or, yes. you know what I mean? We're like, you've spent the money. It's like, there's a reason like, get up, get up. Or you just wasted that 150 bucks. Or if it's a team sport, it's like, yo, you know, you didn't show up and we got crushed because you weren't there and we were down too many people. Yeah. I think one of the things that I would say about like, um, it's kind of don't trust low mood brain. Yes. And what I mean by that, like I say this like about me with sleep, don't trust morning Tara. She's a liar. She's a filthy liar. And yes. she's a manipulator. She is. And I've like, seen her. I've met her. I, yeah. I've met her. I know her <laughs> like, personally. When she's when the doc like, stayed with me, folks, this is all true, by the way. Everything she's saying right now is 100% uh, true. Doc yes. stayed with me when we first launched the podcast, was with me and my, my queen, and yeah, Morning Terror, that was no joke. She is a liar. I, She's a filthy, filthy, lying, manipulating. I will be like, I needed to get up at eight and then I'll find a reason. Well, actually seven. And then I like find a reason that like, no, actually I need to sleep in long. Right. But like we have, all of us have our strengths and weaknesses, right? So they're Except sometimes me. when we're- I have all strengths. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we will, <laughs> we will- in our worst moments, our mind creates all sorts of justifications. To your point, it's always easier not to do a thing. It's easy to cancel on a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think making it harder, like creating like traps, like sometimes, yes. and I mean that in a healthy way, accountability from other people sometimes feels like, ah, oh, these people, they're relying on me. And like the whole drive over, you're like, why'd I do this? I shouldn't have done this. And Scott thinks I need to show up on time. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, Man, Scott's a pretty good guy. Yeah, I like a good that time guy, with him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. He's not being a jerk. He just wants to win volleyball. Right. Like, and so a lot of times our minds shift once we show up. Right. And so sometimes it is about like trust yourself, but also like know that when your mood is low, maybe your mind is not or your energy levels are low. You're not gonna be like always speaking and thinking from the most rational space. And that's all Tr of us. Truth, that's not truthiness, a, a typical truthiness. Thing. Um, okay. The other thing that I would say is, um, back to the piece around like holiday stuff. I encourage people highly not to procrastinate on holiday plans. Yeah. Because if you're busy now with the kids back in school and all their sports, and then, you know, you got other stuff going on and the seasons, your mood is low and your energy's low and you stopped, I don't know, doing your morning runs that you used to do in the summer. And now it's like, now let's me and my spouse talk about the most stressful topic that we have all year, which is how to engage with one another's in-laws. I know lots of people love their in-laws, by the way. I'm not saying that that's a stereotype, but let's right, say right, 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 right. there are also plenty of people that maybe have hard times with uh -huh. their own families or their partner's families. That's not the best time to try to have that conversation. Truth. Do I get why people want to avoid it? Because it's a 
tricky, possibly conflict-oriented conversation. (laughs) I totally totally understand. understand. But if you wait to do that at the height of stress, you're probably not going to have as easy of a time navigating it as if you would like, hey, we want also separately too, just as a side piece. Then you get to also tell other people that are procrastinating what the deal is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you get what I mean? You have more control when you're like, we've made our plans. This is what they are versus like if you're kind of last minute trying to negotiate them that you might, I don't know, get sucked into someone else's orbit Yep. a little more. Yep. What are your thoughts on that one, Jeremiah? No, I I totally agree. Like, look, if if you if you if you know, like, okay, family might potentially be coming to visit, right? And you wait to really kind of put all those plans in motion, and you're already down, and you're already struggling because the seasons have changed, and you're in that you know not so happy pocket, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got to get on the phone with your mother at the height of stress to figure out what dinner is going to be, how it's going to be made, the things that, you know, your aunt, your uncle might come to, and you haven't worked out those details ahead of time. Or at least some of the minor ones, you know. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And you're going to get grumpy. You're going to have no bandwidth for that. I can tell you right now, if I had faults, if I had struggles, which we all know, I don't, you know, I'm just so, you know, so close to the world of perfection, but humble about it all. The point is that if at the end of the day I was not in a great place and then I needed to talk to my mother and like figure things out in the height of stress, ooh, not good. I can tell you right now that would not be good. That would be if I had struggles. <laughs> well, and I, you know, to be, to, to be, at some point that joke will stop being funny to you, I think. At some Never. point, I don't know. I refuse. Never. I refuse to a... give up. <laughs> well, if you ever want to have a conversation about when it stopped being funny to me, we can talk. Totally not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I can see that. You're like, uh, season one, episode two. <laughs> um, Anywho, but I do, to be fair, right? I know you can't plan everything, right? But like the big nuts and bolts, right? Like, where do we think we're going? What do we Uh think we're doing? Uh And then this might sound like overkill, but if you and your partner do tend to get in conflict about it, write it down. Yeah. Write down what you agreed on. Why? So then two months later, you're not arguing about it. Say, yep, this is a, a, a mutually created document. And again, that's maybe more for if it's a couple situation and people have more maybe conflict about those sorts of things or find right. that they get really stressful, right, right, right. write it down. This is our plan. Um, okay. The, I'll leave a few more here. This is also another one. Try saying no to the things you don't actually want to do. A lot of times, like when things are really busy, we can kind of just like get in a pattern of being like, okay, okay. We just kind of like, I don't know, keep grabbing on to more stuff. I do sure. this. I'm completely guilty of this. Um, but I think sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Let's say it's a holiday plan or let's say it's a, I don't know, a fall carnival potluck that you don't <laughs> want to go to, right? Yeah. Like say no. Just say no. Because odds are good. Nothing bad will happen. Yeah. There's maybe certain things you just can't say no to. And I totally get that. But like even practicing learning how to be a little bit more like, Um, protective of your time Mm -hmm. and if there are things that you really don't want to do and you know that it's not going to harm anybody else and your worst case scenario is somebody that you're really not that and like not that sort of obligated to might be like ah shucks i wish they would have come like that's not the end of the world but would you say that to you know to practice that i'm just being devil's advocate here doc like if they're already in a bad place it's easy to go to just no no yes thank you yes i'm saying like practice saying yes to more of the things that you think would actually improve your mood Mm -hmm. and no to more of the things that just feel like obligations and you absolutely know you don't want to do them and they just make you feel bitter and sour while you're there, after you're there, essentially they're not really serving any, that's a very good clarification, serving any sort of um, positive benefit to your mood. I'm talking about, you know, like how we've talked about sex before, like if you're like, and it feels like a total obligation, odds are good you're probably not going to have a very good time and have a great experience about it, right? And I think that that's true of a lot of things in life. If you're really like, I absolutely don't want to do this, I think a lot of times, let's say it's like someone signed up for, I don't know, pottery 
mm-hmm. you're you use pottery they sign up for a pottery class and I'm like I'm too tired I don't want to do it go to that odds are good you're not going to leave pottery resentful right like right right right, right. <laughs> you know but if there's so, something yeah. you know that is maybe like reoccurring happens all the time or like you know it's something you really know that you don't enjoy Maybe just say no. Like if it's like, you know, like uh, it's the one party that so-and-so has every year. Everybody gets so drunk and I don't drink that much. Right? I don't, you know, and they, I just don't yeah. like it. And it really makes me uncomfortable. You know, learn to say no. That's okay. You can yeah. be like, no. Skip it. Skip it. You don't have to. It's Skip okay. It. Um, okay. So the other thing, I'm going to say this. Everybody knows it. And everyone's like, I know. And I'm in my head about it all the time anyway. So, uh, but I'll, it's true. Exercise really can and does make a difference. It does. <laughs> Good, happy endorphins. Yeah, if your mood is low, even, and here's the thing, it doesn't have to be exercise that's like, you want to make it approachable and sustainable. So it doesn't have to be like setting that bar crazy high. Like Going to CrossFit and I'm going to, you know, deadlift 500 pounds. Like, no, you can just yeah. go walk on a treadmill for a half an hour, 20 or, minutes. Or just, I, I think always like, I love a good pairing of put on, if you live in a colder climate, put on your warmest stuff listen to a book on like an audio book or a podcast that you really like or music that you know. I like podcasts and um, audio audio books because then sometimes people can use them to motivate themselves. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. like go on a walk outside. You're going to get some of that sunshine. You're going to get a little bit of physical activity Mm -hmm. and pair it with something that you look forward to. Like, so for me, um, I used to, I'm not driving anymore because I live in New York City, but I hate traffic and don't do well in it. Um, mm, so mm-hmm. I would always have my driving book, right? <laughs> I would, and it really changed that for me where I could look forward and I would only allow myself to listen to this book in when traffic, I was driving. When you're driving home, yeah. Okay, yes. good call. And then it sort of created something that I could look forward to. And then similarly, I had a podcast that I really liked. A smart list, by the way, if you ever want to. <laughs> great podcast. It really <laughs> is a great, great podcast. podcast. Yeah. I love that podcast. Um, And so like, I would only listen to smart list because I was like, I'm saving these things for maybe a task that feels hard to approach. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be a positive way or, you know, walk on your treadmill and save a Netflix show that you really like for only on your treadmill. Right. And so that you're looking forward to it. Like you've built, you, you partner them up. So you're looking forward to getting on that treadmill because it's the only time you watch Star Trek, the next generation. Exactly. These are little, these are little little trips of uh, tricks of external motivation, right? Because if mood is low, internal motivation is going to be low. So you're going to have to rely more on external motivation. Like Mm -hmm. what are ways that you can essentially kind of reward yourself while doing a thing that maybe feels, you know, is good for you, but it's kind of hard for you to approach. Right. Um, Okay, this one, the other thing too, uh, I'll say is some people do really well with accountabilities with a friend, right? Where they do like, all right, we text each other to like go outside and take a walk or we text each other when we're headed to the gym. Uh-huh. Sometimes Some people find that incredibly useful. And if you've never tried that, odds are good. You have a friend that also would like the same level of support and there accountability. You go. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, a couple more things. This one. Seems like a no-brainer, but it's actually super, super hard, particularly for people with children and busy jobs. You need to take time for yourself. And I don't mean, I mean like alone to do things that interest you, that Mm -hmm. you like. Uh It's so fascinating. I talk, if we talk about it in the context of maybe like sex lives, um, a lot of times people are like, how can you have better time with your partner and more engagement with your partner? But a lot of people that I talk to are like, what do you need? And they're like, I don't need more time with my partner to be interested in sex. I need more time with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good like, call, Doc. I, I need more time alone to do something that interests me, that makes me feel like I'm still a person right, <laughs> that right. is outside of obligation, mm-hmm. duty, responsibilities, things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I see people have amazing benefits from, and if you're in a partnership with children, this is when it's often most tricky. Yep. I know that sometimes it's like, there is no time. Yes, sir. Probably is. You might have to get creative. I'll have partners trade off where they, if you can get four hours, do four, but like even two where they each get a two hour span a week where one of them's, you know, taking care of the kids and the other one gets to go. I love if people can do like four hours. Why? Because if you can get a, it might take you the first hour just to decompress. Right. (laughs) Yes. And, 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 and here's the thing, the first time you do it, you might just like wander around and be like, I don't even know what to do with this time. That's totally okay. You will figure it out. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. more often than not, when there is a will, there is a way. And especially if it's like something 
that both you and your partner are seeking, sit down, find a time and try it out. And like, it has been absolutely rare that with a couple that this is a struggle with that we haven't been able to eventually figure out times that people could find. Oh, themselves. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger did something and he talked about time in the day and how you have certain amounts of time in the day. You just got to carve it out. Like it's there. It's usually there. I mean, and you might have to, you know, something might have to kind of fall to the wayside to get a little bit more time, right? So like you might like to get up at seven o'clock for work, right? But if you get up at six o'clock and you start work and you get a bunch of things done and you can use that hour later, then, you know, that might be time that you can gain later. It's just about being creative. Am I right on that, Doc? Like you got to find yeah, ways. Yeah, cr creative and having tough conversations. Like sometimes people, um, that one is actually sometimes a hard one to ask for because people feel like they might hurt their partner's feelings Okay. by saying, I need more time to myself. Sometimes, okay. not always, right? Sometimes people are happy to be like, I need more time to myself. <laughs> They're not worried at all. But some people really are like, I don't want, like me and my partner are having such a hard time getting time together that I don't want them to feel like I it's it's about them. Sure. And a lot of times it's not. It's just about like sometimes in life when we have a lot of responsibilities, we start to lose our personal identity. Got it. In like the the hustle. I would say that's beyond just seasonal stuff. That's like kind of like through the whole year if you have a busy life. But more often than not, you can figure it out. Uh, and I do think it's just sitting down for some couples. That's a really easy thing to do for some people. It's not, if you're single, it's probably less might, might be less of an issue right, right, right. for you. Um, uh, the final piece here is, uh, if you think that you struggle a little bit more and you're like, yeah, that is those, a lot of those things impact me. Like a lot of the things you were talking about earlier are things that I experience. You might want to talk to your doctor. Right. You might want to think about talking to your doctor about is it makes sense to get tested for vitamin D deficiency? Do you want to talk about possibly antidepressants mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. some people? Right. They take a low dose antidepressants seasonally. Right. And then sure. not as much. You know what I mean? There's lots sure. of different ways. I am not a medical professional. So please talk to your medical talk to professional your doctor. about yep. mm -hmm. what would make what would make most sense. But uh, I think if if it is a bigger issue for you, it is always worth going into because part of that might also be, there might be some biological sort of rhythms and patterns uh -huh, that are uh -huh. happening for you. So it's worth talking to a medical provider. Um, and then finally, we always talk about it here, but I said this whole list of things you can do. And at the same time, I would encourage you to be compassionate about like, if you could even do one or two of those things, well done. We cannot always be the paragon of health that we want to be. And all we can do is our best. That's so it. if it's like this year, I'm going to try to join a, a bowling league. Great. That's it. You did something. And you want to see what you can add next year. Right. But like just trying to add what you can, because sometimes like it's sort of like we're starting to feel down and then we're down on ourselves because we're feeling down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and it, that creates more of a slippery slope that can bring people into a much lower mood space. So again, I say all of these things, but I would encourage anybody that I know all of this stuff I don't do and can't do all of this stuff. And I teach it for a living. <laughs> yes, because we're humans. You know, it's an ebb and flow. We're sometimes not right. our best selves always. And that's just right. a reality of life. And it's okay. But if you're really, really, really struggling and a lot of the things that the doc gave you tips and tricks on today, you still are really struggling to get out, try to find someone like the doc to go talk to. And maybe they can recommend a, a psychiatrist who might be able to help with antidepressants or something like that. But try to talk to a medical professional if for some reason you really feel stuck. And if you know that it's a reoccurring theme and it really is a hard thing you know, a few months through that, those winter months, maybe go talk to somebody and, you know, but give yourself a little grace. You know, we all, we're not yep. always and go, our best and, selves. Yeah. And if you're going to go talk to somebody, like, especially if it's a medical professional, go now. Yeah. Try get not, in front of try it. not, yeah. Get in front of it. Try not to wait until like, if you know, oh, I get pretty depressed. <laughs> like I yeah. get come, uh, come November. I'm pretty depressed. Yeah. Go now.
Go talk to somebody now as best you can. I know there's always wait lists, but as best you can, try to talk to somebody sooner than later because mental health prevention is just like any other medical prevention, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you get in front of things and you um, engage with them when they're at lower levels of severity, you're going to have a much easier time and more effective capacity to manage it. Mental health doesn't exist in a different rule set than medical health, right? That's like right. if you had an infection and you saw it and you're like, huh, wonder what this is you would check it out probably early yeah before <laughs> and i would it got, encourage like, really bad yeah i would or even just to make sure you know mm -hmm. and so i would say the same rules are often very true of mental health and so thinking earlier prevention and that's where that awareness piece comes in and can be really helpful absolutely so there you go well doc thanks for the tips and tricks i think this is great get in front of it folks if you have seasonal seasonal depression or you struggle seasonally, even if it's not like depression, depression, you know, go talk to your partner. Not an easy thing to do, we know, but you know, find a safe place, talk to them about it, and uh, try to get in front of it so you don't get stuck in the rut, right? So that yes. being said, Doc, thank you for all that you do for all of our millions of fans all over the world and for so many others. We're so grateful for you, and I am so grateful for me and I just want you to know that I'm grateful for me for you. So thank you, Doc, and thank me. So have a great day. Remember to be kind to everybody out there, all right? The world can be tough. Just try to be kind. And Doc, I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.